Fuck it, fuck them, take a break. Let them fuck each other. I ain't your everyday, normal brother, porno level. She saving children by the low and gussel. What is muscle? And I finesse it like I'm Timmy Duncan. When you saw a Mac and it's got a rapping, no passing my blunt. Don't you put me on freshman covers, I'm posing with lunch. Think they worthy of present, presently passing them up. No competing with bleachers, jogging, I'm running the muck. Sweet Jesus, I fuck around and need a street sweeper. Let the bodies in the car to sack. Follow me to call this back. Sipping on that cognac and that Jim Jones. Watch a movie like damn that Vince Vaughn. It's a funny cat. Fred Claus and the Kelly up in your closet. Yeah. Belly full of smog again. Siggies just make me nauseous. Wonder how the fuck you live in the But you jamming everybody. out. Welcome Maryland. Also, Radio. Shit, I'm your host, Dolomite 12. And I'm Professor Gable. Neighbor, I'm as right now, wrapping up the uh, and my brother serving water. Sure, that was just on right for us. But uh, today is April. Today's April. Is it the 16th? No, 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 no. Today's the 7th. Yeah. Thought it was April. Fuck for a second. April what? Thought it was April. Fuck for a second. So today's April. April. Fuck. Yeah, that's a holiday. Yeah, that comes after April Fool's Day. Yeah, it's yeah. April second is April Fuck Day. Well, on Tuesday marks the one week uh, anniversary. I don't think week anniversary is a thing of the release of Drop Zone. Yeah, Drop Zone. Drop Zone is the EP released by Professor Gable that is now in select stores. Uh, my homie just sent me a picture. Actually, he saw it in uh, Amoeba's yeah. Amoeba Records on Hate Street. Yeah, go get that at Amoeba, man, or, or get at me in the street. Right. It's online for free, but I got hella CDs. You know what I'm saying? Where can they find it online? Solidarity Records Bandcamp. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a free download. Uh, but I got physical copies. They were good CDs. You know what I'm saying? For fucking five bucks. How many tracks are on that again? Six, Six tracks. Yeah. That's dope. That's dope. How you feeling, by the way, man? It's like your first. Uh, it's your first release. I, I never knew. Like, I don't know that feeling of like releasing like a first album. Yeah, I mean, neither do I really until like right now. Like it feels really good. Like people are listening to it and shit, which is hella crazy, you know. Because like I knew people were gonna like get the album mm-hmm. or whatever, but it didn't occur to me that they were gonna like listen to the songs. Like obviously I knew they were gonna listen to the songs, but like I didn't even think about that part of it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So people are coming up to me like, "Yo, was that really the last page in your book?" And I was like, "Damn, <laughs> yeah, it was." What's like a uh, what's like a favorite lyric that people kind of keep referring to in general? I mean. I don't know People are like People The only people that have like Talked to me about my lyrics Are Diego Who he's the one who said He's the one who said Is that really the last page in your book And then Queasy always tells me like Six most splits wrote Every time he like Lights a split in front of me <laughs> From Drop Zone Yeah Yeah I guess what I'm like uh, I guess what I'm kind of jealous off of Is like with, with rappers And music artists in general So like You guys You get to like write things About like the people you care about You know what I mean Like, yeah. like you could Like infuse uh, You have a girlfriend right Is I that, do yeah, yeah. You, get, you get to infuse Like your girl into your rap If you wanted to Like me It doesn't yeah. really work the same For, for jokes you know? like, I can't <laughs> 
I can't really crack a joke and you put can't my infuse in your girlfriend into your fucking comedy set about jerking off to porn. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't. Not even in a loving way. I can't be like, I jack off to my girlfriend. It's like, if she's in the audience, she's not there, like, waiting to give me a hug and shit. Yeah. You know? But, uh, but it's okay. It'll, it'll happen one day. One day I'll make a very loving, caring stand up joke about my wife one day. Hopefully yeah. It'll be, Dope. Like even like Louis, like I, I think when I think of like Louis C.K. making jokes about like his his like his kids, he's always like talking shit about his kids. And I yeah, that's that, intense, like, man. I don't know, like I mean, like I get it that he's just going for it, but like I wouldn't do that. <laughs> Talk shit. <laughs> You know Talking shit about your kids in a yeah. rap. Hey, yo, fuck my kids. <laughs> yo, fuck you, son. <laughs> I think it would work the same way. I mean, I'd appreciate it. I, w- I would listen to that mixtape easily. I mean, yeah. You know. I'm just saying, that's just not my style, you know what I'm saying? I do dig your style, though, man. It's, uh, maybe yeah, I'm a little biased because we like host the radio show together and yeah. stuff. But, uh, but I appreciate that, you know? Like, that's really nice of you. Speaking of rap, we uh we have some special guests here tonight. Yes, that, uh, we do. They're kind of, they're running late, <laughs> but, but but my my heart and soul trust that they will come. Ah, uh, <laughs> that was a good one. Thanks. Do you have any of that? Do you have that song on here? Heart and soul. Yeah. I I should it should be in my my Spotify. I'm gonna say it's on my favorite playlist just so he won't get mad at me. <laughs> My password is I can't say that on the radio But it starts with a two Uh, wait a second I used to know this Anyways But yeah, so tonight we have uh, Equipto and Max Lee Young Coming through It's gonna be A good show I'm trying to think of some questions to talk to them about Like I was, uh Earlier this week, I was talking to Sam about not asking them, like, the annoying rapper questions that they probably always get, you know? Like, like what, like what's a, what's an annoying, like, since your EP has came out, like, is there, like, an annoying, continuous question that you normally get when, when people kind of refer to your EP? Or, not really. People always ask me what my favorite song is. And it's just like, I don't know, bro, I made every single one, you know? Like... I don't know. I guess that's kind of a dick thing to say, but like, I I don't have a favorite. Like sometimes I like like this one, and you know, it depends on like what like because each song is kind of a different like feeling, and I wrote each song like at a different point in time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, it's not an annoying question. It's just like I don't have a real answer. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's a trip that you said, like, you make every song at a certain point in time, because, like, does that mean, like, some of your songs that you've kind of had, have you ever had to, like, scrap a song just because of the fact that, like, it doesn't really match where your mind's at at the moment? Or, what, do you like, mean, what do you mean, scrap a song? Like, not really, like, like, you wrote, like, a whole song, or, like, wrote, like, a verse, and you kind of, like, sleep on it, like, you don't really, like, use it just because of the fact that it doesn't really match Definitely. who you are now. I mean, I have plenty of verses that, like probably there's you know a bunch that no one will ever hear you know what i mean just because like you know it's like writing a diary or something you know what i'm saying like it's fucking like that's just me like expressing myself to myself 
you know a lot of verses i'll show people or like you know put in songs but like I, there's like a lot of verses like that i don't even remember you know what i mean like i've wrote so many i've like started so many songs that like i haven't finished yet not that i'll never finish th those songs but it's just like recently the way that i've been doing it is i just knock it out you know what i mean like i just like like i definitely it's not that i don't put time into songs but like especially like if i'm doing a song with somebody like i'll usually write the song in the studio and record it like right there just because like it's like the feeling that i that like i want like the f i want the feeling to be like uh i want it to sound how i feel when i write it down you know what i mean yeah. and that doesn't mean that like i you know write every verse in the studio that's not true like uh i um i uh i fucking like like the, like all those songs you heard mm. i on the ep i wrote somewhere else like i didn't write those in the studio like, but those are also just all me except for zmr is on there she's dope but um i don't know i'm rambling a little bit but the point is I like music. The thesis of the whole thing is that you, you enjoy. I do enjoy music. You mind talking about like influences by any chance or like, like who kind of paved the way? Not paved the way, but like, yeah. I, know, I heard like a, a lot of different elements. Like when I hear Drop Zone, I don't hear the same song every time. And that's right. kind of like something that I don't really fuck with that I hear like a lot in. And well, just the music in general. Like when I when I listen to an album, I like to hear like different like, uh, different elements, different emotions, different right. you know, just different scenarios and different voices maybe even. But like with Drop Zone, even though it wasn't like even though it wasn't 20 tracks, I still caught like a different feel every song. You know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I uh, like my influences. There's a lot. I mean, you know, I really like, I listened to like a lot of Method Man growing up, like just his like raw fucking just like, his just like, he, you hear him rap and he's, you can tell he's just like, no one is better than me. You know what I mean? Like that's how you feel when like you listen to Meth. He's just like, fuck you. Like, like he's hella sick. You know what I'm saying? And like, I got like, I don't think like I sound like him or anything, but like he's definitely like influenced me. Like with like when I write verses, I'm just like, I'm gonna fuck this shit up. You know what I mean? Like, um, definitely Equipto is a big influence on me. Like a lot right now, but like even before I knew him, like I listened to his shit a lot. Like you know, Frisco in terms of like Frisco influence, definitely Equipto, Hieroglyphics. You know what I'm saying? Like, all of those dudes, like, definitely, like, at an early age. I mean, you know, I was, like, 13 when I first heard them, probably. Which is, you know, and, like, they were already, like, kind of old school by that time. But, like, you know, I remember one of the one of the first Tyro songs I heard was Battle of the Shadow, which is off the Overtime Project. And that isn't even... That's just Dell and A-plus, I think, who are, like, rapping on it. But, like, you know, I got really into Tyro. That's still, I think, my favorite group to, to this day. Tribe Called Quest. Even, like, you know, like, but, like... There's so Big L. Big L is a big one for me. I listened to a lot of Big L come like when I was growing up. And just 
lyrics, you know what I'm saying? Like, and fucking just ill shit. Like, like I don't know. I'm really into like delivery, you know what I mean? And like how you present your bars. You know what I'm saying? But I, I hear that in your flows too. It's like I, like I can tell like the Bay Area influence from shows, but like I also do hear that like you know the boom bap era, like stuff that comes from like the East. Too, yeah, and definitely like, New York. I listen to so much New York music for so long. Nas, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Nas and Tip. Tip. Yeah, we just lost. Hella power in the radio station, but we're good. Whatever. Maybe I stepped on a cord or something. Whatever, we're good. Anyways. Yeah, yeah I do hear all across the board. It was a trip because, like, I didn't. I started off too with like New York rap, like in terms of like when I started getting into hip hop. Mm-hmm. Big like it was a big thing. It's a it's a weird like first album to like. But <laughs> which album did you say? Uh, fucking American Gangster by Jay Z. It was like the very first like hip hop album I, I ever really like listened to yeah. all the way through. Like I bought it with my own money in like mm-hmm. like eighth grade. Yeah. From there I started like researching like every every like whoever like. Influenced Jay Z, and then I stumbled upon Snoop Dogg. And like, yeah. Who influenced Snoop Dogg? And it was pretty much like my my love for hip hop was a balance between Snoop Dogg's influences and like Jay Z's influences. Yeah. Which was like a trip. But like, who was like, like what was like the first like rap album you bought? Like with your own money, like excited listening to it and stuff. Or, I feel like that was like that was a long ass time. All right. Ago. So I I'll tell you this. I started listening to rap when I was like seven, and like. This isn't the first rapper I ever heard, but I'm pretty sure like the first album I bought was the Lil John and the East Side Boys album because it had Get Low on it, and I thought that song was hella tight when I was seven. <laughs> yeah, but like the first time like I heard like rap, I think. I mean, this might not have been the first time in my earliest like rap memory that I can like tell you right now is Thizzle Dance in my aunt's car, like playing on the radio. So Mac, like Mac Dre, like I remember Mac Dre was like, you know, this was like before he died too. This was like 2002, maybe. I can't remember exactly when Thizzle Dance came out or if it was or if this was when it came out, but like it was on the radio, and like he wasn't dead yet, and um. I was just hella into that song Like when I was seven I didn't know what he was talking about obviously But like I just like I I definitely like Caught you know The fucking disease The rap disease When I was hella young I didn't like rap back then But like I was like I I, I told everybody that I wanted to be a rapper Even when when I was seven Um, I saw that picture of you on on Facebook It was like an old like picture of you like a year ago. When I was nine, yeah, yeah. Alice posted, yeah. <laughs> it, was like, it was like rapper. Yeah. <laughs> it's like describe who you are. Like, I like rapping and wearing black. No, no, it was like it was the yearbook, so other kids like put the description of me. Like they just put like <laughs> like keywords. I guess it would have been the equivalent of hashtags. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Back then. Fucking Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, this is my shit. I feel like we should burn one to this song. I think we might just do that real quick. Um, what the f- Yeah, um... Let's, uh... Let's listen to this song, then let's play a little Equipto, and then maybe... They'll be here. Yeah. <laughs> maybe Equipto and Max will be here by them. Old Soul Radio. Always 
Can be hot, I can be hot. All I can do is stay up. Back as kids, we used to kiss when we played Truth the Day. Now she's more sophisticated, highly educated, not at all overrated. I think I need a prayer to get in a book, and it looks rather dry. I guess a twinkle in her eye is just a twinkle in her eye. Although she's crazy stepping, I'll try and stop the stride, cause I won't have no more of this passive vibe. Time for me to voice my opinion, can be pretending she didn't have me. Sprung like a chicken, chasing myself like a doggy. She was kind of like a star. wasn't such a wimp, cause then I would let you know that I love you so when if I was your man then I would be true, the only lying I would do is in the bed with you, but I'm trying to tell you the one who loves you dearly, P.S. love me tender, but the latter came back three days later, returned to cinder.
you high but got no choice man you still gonna hustle for anybody that's blind that really can't see just to stay driven and trying to live the same dream they say it's all political besides that we all got issues capture your physical but don't let this cold world get you we ain't taking shit no more we gonna evict the landlord time to organize and showing them what we stand for fuck the chief though we all for peace the beast still lives looking at these bar police to all my homies trying to live yet it's hard to smile all the parents that's alone cause they lost their child i'ma keep you on my mind doing more than trying but i'm thinking about the children that's dying in palestine rest in peace to the brother my heart goes to the mother and any other victim that don't deserve to suffer i got love for those who sacrifice themselves for a bigger cause cause they know in life is hell i got love for the hustlers that's far from home trying to get their thing cracking all across the globe i got love same shoes, anybody recognizing that you must pay dues, I got love, for those set back from the beginning, and never got a taste of this better living, I got love. how I live through songs, although we never speak a lot, just know I miss you, dog. My love runs deep, always been there with open arms, but overall, no one thought it ever go this far between love and respect, and to know the difference, are you my enemy, or a homie rolling with us, knowing this is serious, I wanna know what love means, cause I've been blinded by the videos and club scenes, nothing seems to make sense, but I'm still playing my position, though, and with my folks, you know my love is unconditional, I love to sacrifice themselves for a bigger cause cause they know in life is hell i got love for the hustlers that's far from home trying to get their thing cracking all across the globe i got love for all of those in the same shoes anybody recognizing that you must pay dues i got love for those set back from the beginning and never got a taste of this better living i got love i call you my nephew because i got love I love you, I love you, I just don't want to see you go out like a million other niggas before you.
those that feel my struggle when you have a got no choice man you still gonna hustle for anybody that's blind that really can't see just to stay driven and trying to live the same dream they say it's all political besides that we all got issues capture your physical but don't let this cold world get you we ain't taking shit no more we gonna evict the landlord time to organize and showing them what we stand for fuck the chief though we all for peace the beast still lives looking at these bar police to all my homies trying to live yet it's hard to smile all the parents that's alone cause they lost their child i'ma keep you on my mind doing more than trying but i'm thinking about the children that's dying in palestine rest in peace to the brother my heart goes to the mother and any other victim that don't deserve to suffer i got love for those who sacrifice themselves for a bigger cause cause they know in life is hell i got love for the hustlers that's far from home trying to get their thing cracking all across the globe i got love for all of those in the same shoes anybody recognizing that you must pay dues i got love for those set back from the beginning and never got a taste of this better living i got love Consider friends as family since we little kids. You ain't never did me wrong. That's how I live through songs. Although we never speak a lot, just know I miss you, dog. My love runs deep, always been there with open arms. But overall, no one thought it ever go this far between love and respect. And to know the difference, are you my enemy or a homie rolling with us? Knowing this is serious, I wanna know what love means. Cause I've been blinded by the videos and club scenes. Nothing seems to make sense, but I'm still playing my position though. And with my Folks, you know my love is unconditional. I love for those that sacrifice themselves for a bigger cause because they know in life is hell. I got love for the hustlers that's far from home trying to get their thing cracking all across the globe. I got love for all of those in the same shoes. Anybody recognizing that you must pay dues. I got love for those set back from the beginning and never got a taste of this better living. I got love. I love. I, I love people, but I don't tell them that shit. You know what I mean? And we're back on Old Soul Radio. I'm Dolomite 12. I'm Professor Gable, and uh, I think our guests showed up for the night. Yeah, they, they came through. Yo, <laughs> we made it, we made it. Y'all want to say what's up? <laughs> Do we want to say what's up? Um, <laughs> I guess if it's an interview, then we have to say what's up. What's up, world? What's up, Mutiny Radio world? It's your boy, Equipto. What's up to all the listeners out there? Good evening, or whatever time you might be listening to this, this is Max. Show, 
So what? Uh, Selassie's in the cut over there. Selassie's in. Selassie's in the building too. <laughs> we'll come say what's up, Selassie. <laughs> he's. He's there. So uh, how do how do you guys know each other? How does uh how does like Max and Equipto and Selassie meet? How did the meeting come about? Well, basically when. I was like 16 or something. I was had a friend. I still have a friend named Julian, and he was older than me. And he was lightweight managing the group I was part of, Three Shades of Rhythm. This is a group, and we were like, you know, like I said, 16 years old. But we were kind of wiggling, you know. We were yeah. doing shows, this and that. So we had a show at like Dale the Funky Homo Sapien or something in San Luis Obispo. Mm-hmm. And Drew's like, man, my, my boy can drive. You know, so he has a license, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it was a big thing to drive back there. This is like, you know, 90 or 89 or something. You know what I'm saying? So it was, and it was Millie. Mm-hmm. It was Max. So he had his license and he could drive and we was just remember and I remember we got we got hella high. <laughs> <laughs> and we were driving for it seemed like forever. You know, this is young travel and we were driving seats forever. And we were like, oh let's pull over where we at, let's go get, get something to eat real quick. When we were like in San Jose or something, we're like, Oh shit <laughs> Like we ain't been we didn't go nowhere. Like it was it must have been high as hell driving like thirty miles an hour or so. After that we met, we kicked it, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> 30 miles an hour or something because it took us forever to get to San Jose. So then that, and then we was in LA, San Luis Obispo kicking it and we just clicked, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. just laughing. We have the same type of humor and shit. Like, not too many people. Oh, yeah, you could cuss, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got, you know, the same type of humor, you know what I mean? And we just be cracking our little jokes and stuff like that. And then, you know, I mean, there's a lot of history that came up to this point to make our friendship this yeah. way it is you know what I'm saying but that's like my memories of it what do you, what do you remember about E from that car ride yeah, honestly I don't remember much because <laughs> we, we, we were so high we were so high I remember the, a few times man we shouldn't have even been on the road but I remember <laughs> I remember the car I had I had a gold Oldsmobile Cutlass and I think we yeah, packed really? it like I don't know like like six deep from Frisco to San Luis Obispo. Yeah, like it that. was like a square body too, the OG kind, like mm-hmm. the '89 80 OG car. <laughs> yeah, it was a box OG box, box car. That's, That's where the hot box came from. Just the, key. the cars on the box. Yeah, mm-hmm. dangerous. The hot box was dangerous, man. <laughs> we almost wrapped one time too. Really, almost crashed. Yeah, was, I was so high I was just <laughs> driving And everybody was like Oh you missed the exit I was like Oh no I didn't Here we go Urgh. Yeah I remember that Yeah remember that one That's the one I remember the most Like yeah. <laughs> we were rolling But That was great times man Carefree times As a teenager I remember That entire ride We were mostly bumping The Lewin theory Uh huh Cause that's when that first came out mm-hmm. Right It was during that time Yeah Lewin the theory Once it came out Yeah that was a great summer Damn. That was a great time. Didn't Low End Theory come out the same day as 36 Chambers? <clears throat> no, 36 Chambers came out the same day as Midnight Marauder. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. okay. So that that's, was, crazy. that's a crazy day. That's a whole, yeah, I remember that. That summer on Hay Street. Damn. I remember when that came out. I remember when Wu-Tang came and there was, not many people was feeling like, what is this Wu-Tang thing? Yeah. Like, 
me and Big Sean used to have our disagreements about it because I, I hella liked Wu. And he was like, I don't know about this, you know, he's kind of mean, he's blood. Like, I was like, shit, it's kind of dope, bro. Like, met the man, this dude, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. we used to chip off the lyrics, Wu Tang, and then the fuck with the samples. And <clears throat> I always liked it, the genius, mm-hmm. you know, and then he turned it to Jizza. I just liked it, the whole transformation. I was kind of tweaking off of that, like, whoa, shit. I didn't think that was going to blow up like that, though. You know, I was like, yeah. oh, it's going to be a little under type of groove. This is dope. But they, they took it on. The Wu Tang definitely one of the dopest groups out there. Mm-hmm. Definitely. What are your favorite groups? Groups, I mean, like like hip hop groups. Yeah, those type of well, those type of like clicks and groups like Wu Tang. I like the era I come from is like cold chilling era. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like where you got the Kooji rap, Big Daddy Kane, Bismarcky, Master Ace. You know what I mean? MC Shan, Roxanne Shante, Molly Maul's production. You know what I mean? Like those type of clicks, and then you have the native tongues. Right. That's a whole nother De La Soul, Black Sheep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Tri Call Quest, of course, and, and the list. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. So it's like those are the type of clicks that I admire. You know what I mean? As far as creativity wise and how they push right. their lines. But I think the dopest group. The dopest group ever to me is probably De La Soul, mm-hmm. hip hop group. Yeah. It's basically De La Soul. And, and, and also, like, as far as if you want to put Eric B into the equation yeah. of Eric B and Rakim. Right. Because you, you, when I look at it, it has, in hip hop, it's very young still. But you have, so you have to factor in the, the four album equation that yeah. I always tell my friends, you know what I mean? Like, if you're not on that four album level, mm-hmm. you know, that's like EPMDs yeah. and Eric B and Rockhams and Gangstar, yeah. of course, is like right behind. You know, it's it's yeah. probably neck and neck with De La Soul to me, right. you know what I'm saying? But De La Soul is on some other creativity yeah. things that people will still, to this day, can't catch up on, yeah. production-wise and lyric-wise, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. beyond, they just on beyond some other shit, man. They Dope live too And the thing is I've only probably Seen them once Oh like, really On a fluke Like cause I did Rock the Bells once So I ran over there Cause I heard they were doing uh, it okay. And I barely caught And a Rock the Bells show Is different from Yeah Seeing <clears throat> Daylight headline something Right 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 Yeah I saw them at Yoshi's They killed wow. it Yeah They did like two shows In one day And it was Maceo's birthday That's what's up Maceo was here the other night too Yeah yeah Yeah, we were talking about yeah, yeah. We missed it uh, were you like paying attention during the whole like KRS One MC Shan thing, or was that like only like happening in New York? That was a little ahead of my time. Uh huh. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause I learned about it. I like I listened to it, but I learned about it more later. Right, you know what right, I mean? Like right. you heard the bridges over, and you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we heard like KRS's rebuttal, and we, we didn't know how extended it was. Just like when you hear Nas say it in that rap, in that rap, um. You Back said, then we didn't have the yeah. internet <laughs> yeah. so You couldn't just Google and look anything up yeah. you know? The <laughs> battle between It was all about the word on the streets or whatever yeah. The battle between Exactly like like you like I'm not said it like back when MC Shan You know back when KRS was beefing with the real Roxanne right. right. You know he says that like he gives you the timeline Of it kind of like But you know before then like yeah We couldn't we just we just took it as music Like yeah. the bridge is over that's a dope song we didn't have Idea that he was talking about Queensbridge right, And right, the right. hood and the whole significance of that history but we heard that shit on kpoo you know what i mean like yeah. you know yeah i mean we were listening on the radio like that and everything even though it's from new york yep they were definitely playing they're playing that's how we found out about like in the 80s or wait that late, was like 80s. late 80s right late 80s yeah, yeah. This is like 88, 86, 87, you know what I'm saying? Run DMC first shit, you yeah. know what I mean? This is like, and Dougie Fresh, 
in the show, right? Right, Millie? I would say Dougie Fresh, the show with Slick Rick is one of the groundbreaking songs mm -hmm. that kind of like, like, because it had the Inspector Gadget hook, so you would always like, you didn't know the name of the song, you'd yeah. call up and request, play that uh, Inspector Gadget song. And you just, and now, that's how they got you, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, we was kids, we heard that, so you call it Inspector Gadget song, but that, and then Dougie Fresh with the beatbox and all that, like, yeah. that was a song. What, like, Millie, Millie's older than me, too. Oh, yeah? So he has, <laughs> yeah, to bust him out. Like I said, so when I, that's what I'm saying, I was 16, he was probably yeah. 18, but he has the earlier versions, or like, you know what I'm saying, memories yeah. of hip-hop probably, too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, of like other songs that I don't really, you know, I trip off, right, but right. were more significant than I thought they were. Were you paying attention during the whole, like, MC Shan, Kara shit? Not really, like, once again, I mean, as far as, like, what was really going on between the beef between them. Right, know, right, right. Here, like, West Coast, you know what I mean? Like, we didn't really know exactly what was going on, there was no internet, you know, you could just Google and look anything up. You know? Right. Yeah. But were you, Millie, were you yeah, fucked Back then, there weren't any hip-hop publications. Either. Right, right. No source or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. But were you, like, fucking with hip-hop at that time? Like, were you listening oh, yeah. to it and shit? Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember my very first memory of hip-hop. What was it? I went over to my uncle's house, and we were having dinner with my grandma, and then, you know, he was like, hey, you heard this song they've been playing on the radio? Like, yeah. I'm like, nah, man. I was like, what's it called? He's like, I don't know the name of it. But I recorded it though off the radio you know because that's what we used to do you yeah. know back then you know you had a little boom box press press waited, you waited yeah. till your song came on you press record and, you know and that's how we made you know our tapes you know, just recording <laughs> songs off the radio so so i went into his room and he's like okay here you gotta check this out and then he pressed play right and then he said no, 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 no. I, I got it wrong. I, I, I Perfect beat, but it was Planet Rock. Okay. That was a song. <laughs> and, and I sat there and I listened to it, and my mind was blown. Yeah. My mind was blown. Yeah. Like, I, we must have sat there and, you know, played and rewind and, yeah. and play, like, you know, like 10 times in a row. Yeah. You know, because I had never heard anything like that before. Nothing made me feel like that before. Yeah. Nothing moved me like that before. Yeah. And from that moment on, you know, I, I was hooked. You know? Yeah. Everything was hip hop from Damn. that point on. You know, and that's when that's you crazy. Know, everything started. You know, another song too that probably did the same thing. Egypt. Oh yeah, Egypt. Blood. Yeah, Egyptian lover. Right? Egyptian lover. Egypt. Egypt. Egypt is the place to be. Egypt. Egypt. <laughs> oh my goodness, blood. I just because you had me tripping like. Like Planet Rock was a, was the one for me. Like, but I was like I said, I was younger. Yeah. But so when I by the time I got enthralled more in it was the West Coast version. You know, it was like Egypt. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh my God, what is a DJ if he can't scratch and shit like that? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, but it's all so early. It's that's early hip hop. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's yeah. early, early hip hop. Early. We we was raised on New York shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, cause that's what we heard. That's what it was given to us. That, that, that's what we used to emulate out here. You know, like I remember. When when I was in junior high, I mean, we had our little breaking crews, you know, mm -hmm. we all wore like, you know, the, like the sweatsuits, the fat laces, walking around with boom boxes, cardboard, with yeah. linoleum, you know, and you'd see like another little crew, you know, I mean, we would battle every day at lunchtime, we'd battle. For real? <laughs> like, like, start yeah. dancing yeah. Up, like and, in the street. And on weekends, we'd be, you know, we'd like call out other crews, okay, meet us at this playground, we'll battle. You yeah. know what I mean? Yes. How old were you? I was probably like 11, you know, 11, 12. 
That's crazy. See, I wasn't really, I couldn't break dance. I wasn't good. <laughs> I, I could do the crab walk. I could do it. I used to hang with, with my boys that was dope at it. My homies from Presida. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, Aaron and Denny, and they was like good at strutting and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, my yeah. young, older I, homies. I, I was like really a, more like a Frisco thing with strutting. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And crab walking. It was a, they used to be like a break dance school right on Valencia. It was a mania. I just had a flashback. But people, like back then, people was break dancing every corner. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. almost every corner, dude. Like it was mania in the mission in Valencia and stuff like that. Like, and like I said, like I could, you know, I tried, but I couldn't really yeah. do that. I was just like, wow, this is the dopest ever. And it was all older people doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like everybody was older. So I always remember. And like you said, when B Street hit mm-hmm. and all that, you know what I mean? Out here, that, that shit was just like, it was like a, a total takeover. You know what I mean? It was just a total takeover. That's what it was. Because it was like, and I always keep in mind, like that's, that was, and that was a manufactured version of what we seen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, because hip hop wasn't even, you know, accepted till they could make money off. Right, right. You know what right, I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so the movie B Street was a was a, a big milestone for them to even do go to yeah. Devil. Just like it was a big milestone before that for the hip hop clubs to go to Manhattan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we're gonna take it to Manhattan now, get some money. Yeah. All right, these, you know, <laughs> they want the rich people want it now. All right, let's give it to them. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what it turns to. You know what I mean? Like, but it's the same type of tweet. That's yeah. That's crazy, man. Um, one, two. <laughs> <laughs> what about this? Did y'all fuck with this when it came out? <clears throat> was this the Chronic One? Yeah. I remember what I was doing during this shit. I was out going to house parties and shit. I remember when this came out. Yeah. yeah that's when we were going to clubs, going to house parties. Yeah. <laughs> I remember this shit because I, I, I mean, I was in the air like I didn't want to like it. Right. You know what I mean? I was like, wow, this Snoop Dogg, I mean, this shit. <laughs> and I was like. And you end up singing it You know what I mean Like oh yeah. shit But I remember that Stranded on death row Cause Corrupt is like Still to this day My favorite rapper You know really? what I mean He's like one of my fa- Yeah he's definitely Like top five to me You know as far as Present yeah. living You know what I mean Like but And when he You know that's what Set it off You know what I'm saying When he did that Stranded on death row rap That mm-hmm. shit was like Okay this motherfucker They got a dude That could really Fucking rap in here You know what I'm saying Like but that, And that's what it, When when the uh, Dog Pound album hit Cause they dropped that On uh, Halloween You know what I mean it was a Halloween I'll never forget I don't know Whatever year it was But Dog Pound's album Dog Food or whatever Came out Halloween And it was The city was Lit It was lit It was house parties and Halloween And it was just Hyphy before hyphy Boy You know what I'm saying Like that was the that was the progress of what hyphy became the city because you know what I'm saying like I always say like things take birth you know what I mean like it takes process for things to be born like and Pac is the is the embodiment of hyphy you know what I mean before hyphy was ever invented you know what I mean like as far as like you know the energy and you know the posture and all the you know the antics and stuff like that before had a name yeah before popping collars was collar he was popping his collar yeah yeah you know so it's kind of like that's the whole thing too like that's all hype we came about mm-hmm. I think through all that like just the whole West Coast feeling of you know what I'm saying LA Dog Pound because we influenced each other inspired each other right. you know what I mean like you can always hear it in the music Yeah. as far as LA and Bay Area you know what I mean like, that's why Daz came out here and started mm-hmm. doing shit making beats and shit but you know great time it was a great time when this shit came out yeah. you know what I'm saying when Snoop and Allen came it was, it was a great time yeah. 
How did um I was gonna ask you about board stiff like how did like y'all um like come together and like when was that and like how, like how'd y'all like all meet and come together like in right. the same so board stiff is twelve members okay okay and we all we basically came together from different it's like you know like me and Pablo me and P Whaley we known each other since kindergarten you know we went to rooftop together right we did the whole shit you know what I mean like um and we ended up meeting TD in high school. Okay. Okay. And then, like me, and then we and me and White Mike have been down since. It's a, it's a crazy thing. Me and White Mike have been down since like sixth grade. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then we kind of, me and White Mike have bridged the kind of gap between me, P. Whaley, TD, Dubba, and everybody with everybody like Rocky and you know what I'm saying yeah. like so the Fillmore and the Mission kind of just came together right, in a sense right. on that level you know what I mean like yeah. and we just so that's how I met Big Sean and Little Sean and Mint you know what I mean through White Mike and that's how White Mike met Whaley and TD and, and through Dubba through me you know what I mean so we all and this is like so they already you know White Mike and Big Sean they already been together since kindergarten as well yeah. you know what I mean like me and Whaley been rapping since you know what I'm saying we was babies and kids yeah. you know what I'm saying basically so me and when me and Whaley really started getting it together and started rapping was when EPMD and DOC dropped. Mm -hmm. When DOC first album dropped, the same the same year EPMD dropped Unfinished Business. Mm -hmm. Now those two albums are monumental. Yeah. So that I'm never forget that summer. That's when we got together. We started rapping, doing our thing. Yeah. And then we ran it. You know, I found people was telling me. You know, I'd be in school rapping in the hallways, doing my thing, rapping, yeah. rapping everywhere. And so you get shoot to people. You know, like, oh, my boy has a studio. My boy has a microphone. My boy has a turntable. Whatever the fuck it was back then. And you just go to whatever. You know what I mean? And yeah. see what's going on. That's what it was. And TD had two turntables, a mixer, yeah. the whole shit. You know what I mean? Like he was already like 45 king breaks. You know, doing yeah. his little thing and shit so me and p whaley went over there because we don't p whaley he would make mixtapes ta tapes instrumentals with tapes you know what i'm saying like pause tapes that's what we called them and you was just whatever prince break or santana break and you know what I'm saying? we'd have that for three minutes and that's how we write raps you know what i mean like all day and then next thing you know we call up td i'm like oh i got a number of this dude man this white boy's cool as fuck he got his fucking turntables we should go to his house and he ends up living like five minutes from p oh really he's like yeah well, i'll come swoop you he swoops us up, we go over there and we record like two songs out the gate. He had you know the mic I mean? and everything. Had the mic and everything. It wasn't unfortunate, but you know, like this. Yeah, you know, yeah, just spinning yeah. the shit. We recorded it on tape. Cool as hell. Dope yeah. as hell. You know what I'm saying? Like 45 King instrumentals. Just, you know. And from there, it was just like magic. You know what I mean? Like, it was just like, not like super dope shit, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. demos through the school. You know, yeah, people yeah. know, oh, y'all made a demo. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. People dubbing it. You know what I mean? Like, and that's how, you know, everybody started forming. Coming together. Oh, we had a we had a headquarters. You know what I mean? Like, because we were called the hoodies first. We were just, yeah, we were called the hoodies. Like all of us were separate little acts. You know what I mean? Me, me and P was three shades of rhythm. Like I said earlier, me, P and TD. Quans was a solo act. P, uh, White Mike was a solo act. Big Sean, Little Sean, and Mint Rocky were top notch. That was their group. That was their group name. Yep. And you know, and Fred, Freaky Fred was a part of the shit. You know what I mean? From the gate. You know what I mean? So you know, it all came together as that, and it was the hoodie and we were all having fun and we had a headquarters three shades started making more moves like I said we we're going to LA the headquarters was T's house yeah that was his it was his house his basement ended up going to the basement making shit you know what I mean like it was it was the dopest and this you know? was one of like his parents there and like that y'all yep. were young and his shit. mama yeah, yeah. his mama we used to call her cold mama <laughs> 
<laughs> cold mama, she was cool as hell. She looked, she, 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 man, she went through hell for us. You know yeah. what I mean? She tolerated a lot. Yeah. So, you know, we would record there, da, 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 but as Three Shades moved on, like, keep in mind, this is like 16, 17 years old. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and we would do shows at like 18 and over clubs and 21, so we'd have to do it and they get escorted out. You know what I mean? Like, security would be like, okay, y'all did the show, now get out. Y'all yeah, can't yeah, be chilling yeah. here. And we would do things like that. And I was, I was kind of like bridging more with, you know, my folks, mm -hmm. like Dubba and BI and everybody. And we're, right. and Three Shades was kind of pushing more to be just Three Shades. Yeah. You know, like where we would deal with each other. And I was in my little, just, you know, like my sense of just trying to look out for my folks. Mm -hmm. And I was like, we should be, we all came to agreement, like we should be together. You know, yeah. I mean? when we come to a show, basically it was like, if we come to a show, it should just us be three. We're going to come in 12 deep. Yeah. So that kind of how the whole 12 deep theory came together. Like we come in wherever we go, we going 12 deep. We're not yeah. leaving nobody outside. Yeah. We're going to rock this show and we're going to leave. Even if three motherfuckers didn't rap, produce, yeah. or DJ, they were part of Board Stiff. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So we were like, and that was our kind of thing. We're family. It doesn't matter who raps or whatever. Yeah. You treat it just like I am. Word. You know what I mean? So that's what made Board Stiff. Like, we're going to do these shows together. Yeah. So we started doing things where, you know, Kwanzaa do one verse and me and Pia do a song and then we're going to an interlude and, you know, so our whole set, our set would be a collage of yeah. all of our works. And that's just basically how Board Stiff happened. You know, it's like, it was nothing, and that's why I always say it's special because it was never intentional. It was black, white, Latino, yeah, yeah. this dude, you know what I mean? That's how San Francisco was. That's yeah. how it is. You know what I mean? That yeah. was, that's how it was in the 90s. And we represented that. Like, I overlook it all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? I used to look at, overlook it all the time. But yeah. I appreciate it more and more that I understand when OGs used to look at us and be like, y'all got something special. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and to understand, like, we're cut from a certain cloth and, you know, we, we, we went through a lot in San Francisco, you know what I'm saying? Artists and as hip hop artists. Yeah. Um, cats, cats like Boy Stiff and you know what I'm saying? Like in San Francisco, tolerated a lot, went through a lot, blood, sweat, and tears, you know what I'm saying? Like at a young age, you know what I mean? Like yeah. losing homies, homies having a nine to five hustle, work, yeah. have kids, go to jail, all this shit. Yeah. All of that. And, and to still strive and be genuine people as much as we could be mm -hmm. during those times, it was uh, it's something special. And I think even as years to come, it'll be looked at as a, a, you know like a watershed moment, <laughs> as we say. You know what I mean? <laughs> what you think about Boris Stiff, Millie? <laughs> Millie has his thoughts about Boris Stiff, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, for me. Like, I've always felt like extended family. Like, yeah. I wasn't a member of the Stiff, right. but the Stiff also had a lot of extended family. Yeah. And I was a part of that extended family. And the Stiff had a profound influence on everybody who was in that extended family and fans all around the world, mm -hmm. you know, just because of the energy and the diversity yeah. and the camaraderie, you know, and there was just. And it was like a microcosm of the beauty of San Francisco, the diversity. Yeah. And, and, and like he said, you know, you know, we were yellow, white, black, mm -hmm. brown, and it didn't matter what color you were, what neighborhood you were from. Mm -hmm. You know, when we got together, we were all friends. You know, we had fun. We all got along. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's real. We were different neighborhoods, different races. In different ages, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was definitely a special moment, man. I think it, it, it made us all more well-rounded people Yeah. What, uh, as a result of that. What elementary schools did you guys go to? I went to Rooftop. 
I went to Sutro. Well, let's see, my first school was in Chinatown, and then after that, I went to Sutro, and then I went to George Peabody. Damn, you went to hella schools. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Moved around at a young age. <laughs> so you really know like the ins and outs of the city, though. You're moving around to, and then you doing music in the city. It's like both, like very wide communities. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know the city like the back of my hand. How was uh, like how was like the times compared to like now? We see like <laughs> my homie over here rolling through. We had the young ro- roach clip. Let like him we- go. He's a living organism. Let him go. <laughs> but, uh, what, what, what are you saying, uh, Mr. Michael, <laughs> Mr. Michael Evans? My bad. I was interrupted by the insect over here. <laughs> Like, what, what did you guys used to do at, like, at our age? Like, me and Sam were, like, 20, 21. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What did we do at their age? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, like you said, 21, we're trying to get in the clubs, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah, a lot of house parties. Yeah, a lot of house parties. Let's see, I was 74, 94. It was 95. See, when I was 21, like I always say, I went through We went through Life changing shit My homie died You know what I'm saying Like Jojo died 1996 So I was 21 years old And it's like It was life changing But you know We turned You know The tragedy into triumph mm-hmm. You know Like we, we Without Joe A lot of us Wouldn't have been able To do a lot of things You know we, yeah. we flew to Cuba In his name You know what I'm saying This is 96 too Before when Cuba was Cuba And we went to Europe In his name You know what I mean Like mm-hmm. a lot of beautiful things Came out of that You know what I mean Like a, a lot of people Life changed And you know Went all different ways But I think Yeah 21 It was a special time Because I felt myself That There was no turning back you know what I mean? Like, I remember when I turned, to, like, I was like, I'm really 21 now. I could do whatever I fucking want. You know what I mean? Like, and especially when, you know, those type of life-changing things happen in your life, you really, like, it's either now or never. You know what I mean? Like, and for me, at that time, it was perfect. You know what I mean? Because Joe been with me ever since. You know what I mean? Like, every show I rock, every place I visit, he's with me every day. You know what I'm saying? So he changed my life. You know what I mean? Like, so... You know, it is what it is. There's nothing I could change at this point in my life, you know, that would happen with that situation. But, you know, at 21, my life changed. You know, it was really, it was definitely a, like, pivotal point in my life to be like, okay, not just like, do I want to rap or not, but do I want to live? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how big is this world? You know, yeah. well, I want to see shit, you know? Because, like you say, I learned from him, you know? Like, he traveled the world. Joe traveled the world. Yeah. You know, like he did a lot of things at an early age and witnessed things that a Is lot he of older people. Than you? Knew. Yeah, he was like a year and a half older than me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he, that taught me that lesson. You know what yeah. I mean? Like to really, he he always read. He did a lot of dope things that that you know he hit me to dope ass movies that I couldn't even that I didn't watch until he was gone. That kind of tweaked me out. You yeah, know what I mean? Like yeah. after he gone, I got to watch him. Like damn, I never watched the movies. He always told me about this, yeah. and then it was just such a powerful movie. You know what I'm saying? Like it was Rockers, that movie Rockers, and it's just like 
transformed and changed my life even more. Yeah. It showed me a whole purpose of what Joe was trying to tell me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was like, wow, okay. His brother was trying to tell me this. And it made me feel like we should have watched it together. Maybe yeah. would it changed things. But you just take it for what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that, this is the message that my brother is no longer physically here. Right. Was trying to tell me we need to do. You know what I mean? Like, so, you know, 21 was a many time for me. But you, Millie? You knew JoJo too? Yeah, I knew him. I actually went to high school with JoJo, but I wasn't as close with him as he was because mm-hmm. I didn't hang out with him in high school. But um, most of the time when I saw him or hung out with him, you know, he was with E or the rest of the stiff crew. Mm-hmm. You know, my memories of Joe was that he was always like, he always had a real mellow, cool energy. Yeah. Always. You know, and he was just the coolest cat ever and I will never forget you know he's one of the dopest basketball players ever <laughs> really yeah. yeah that's not even like saying too much mm-hmm. dude was like ambidextrous left and right you know what I mean like he was just cold he was cold on the court man he was a white boy that you would never expect either you know what I'm saying like oh take him and say we always used to fuck around on yeah. you know what I mean take him to court so he was just <laughs> Motherfuckers would be mad at him, boy. <laughs> They'd be mad. He's one of those players. So yeah. it was it was in his was art form. Yeah, dude was up there like you know, and he was bored stiff. He was one yeah. of the twelve. He didn't rap. He didn't DJ. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. He yeah. was our homeboy. He'd be in cyphers with us, nodding his head. You know what I'm saying? Rocking with us. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like so, it was it was like uh, you know, he was one of the first. He was the first to leave out of the clique. You know what I mean? Like it was like it was deep. And uh, you know, dude was a dude was a cool brother, man. And he was fighting against the war. He fought for Mumia. Mm. You know, he was part of those little organizations out there. And uh, that was that was our bridge. That was my 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 uh my bridge. You know, what I'm saying at that moment of my life, that was a, a person that I could reach out to and and talk to about anything. You know what I mean? Like a lot of my friends, we all have certain things that we could talk about, but. With Joe, it was a different thing because both our families had come from resistance. Right. You know, like his family was active back in the day. My family was active back then. So we kind of had that young, you know what I'm saying, naiveness, but we we both knew better. Yeah. You know, and we're trying to bring it to our crew. Right. You know what I mean? We're like, you know, our homies who don't have families. You know what I'm saying? We're like, how can we make this socialism thing cool? How can we tell them about capitalism? You know what I'm saying? Because we still learn it in our world. You know what I'm saying? But we know. You know what I'm saying? We know. We we know. We, but it was just that's that was my soldier. That was my comrade within that. Besides that's so what we had special with everything. And when I lost him, it gave it gave me like, you know, I lost hope to a sense, but a lot of it all this I'm doing now, you know what I mean? It let me know exactly why I'm doing it. It's because yeah. of JoJo. A yeah. lot of it is because because there's no doubt in my mind. You know, his father already called me and told me that if he was around, Joe would be right next to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because that's all Joe was about. Joe was about fighting and doing things. Like I said, he was fighting back then. You know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah, man, JoJo is a would he, significant dude. Would you say he's like still like influenced you to like make the decisions you do now with what you do in the city and shit? Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, there's a poem that he wrote, you know what I mean? At nine years old, he wrote it, you know what I'm saying? And it was like, it's it's a dope-ass poem. It's, I don't know what it, I can't say it, it's, you know, at the top of my brain, but it's about peace and world peace and, mm-hmm. and hunger and, and war and all this shit. You know, like he was yeah. speaking on that at a young age. And, and he, at the end, he says... Um, 
all my friends together mm-hmm. we'll we'll make this happen we'll stop the wars we'll stop this and it, it just made me think like you know there's there comes a time when you got to find out who you really riding with you yeah. know what i mean and who your friends are and and when you know like you said my friends at last we will change this mm-hmm. change this together yeah so it just it makes me feel like you know your life is always moving you know what i'm saying so the people that we meet and the people that i run across in this struggle have been some of the most beautiful people i've met in my life mm-hmm. you know what i mean like people that sacrifice in their life and put it on the front line and you know and things like that for each other and i think that's part of what jojo was talking about yeah. when he was trying to reach out to me and tell me that you know there's a world beyond just friendship there's camaraderie Word. you know and that's that's what it's about it's about putting our life on the line for this shit cause that's yeah. that's what Joe I know I, there's no doubt in my mind you know what I mean mm-hmm. I know me and Joe had talks about hella things like before Joe died he wanted to have a sit down with my mother mm-hmm. you know like I never had a friend in my life when we 20 years old to be like man we need to sit down with your mom and figure out what the fuck we gonna do yeah. you know what I mean like and we did it we had to sit down you know what I mean like we'll never forget it and it, his mind was just on some other you know what I mean mm-hmm. like and it all makes sense now that he gone you know mm-hmm. like the conversations we had and the things that Whew, he damn. was trying to have and the things he was trying to build you yeah. know what I mean like and and to him like I said always to say that he wasn't the artist you know what I mean but he was just around us so much that he was just inspired us more than anything he yeah. gave us that inspiration and that confidence to do it yeah you know what I mean like and that's just, that's like the dynamic that me and Millie got yeah you know what I'm saying cause I don't do what he do and he don't do what I do yeah, yeah you know yeah. what I'm saying like but we respect it that much yeah. and we admire that you know in each other you know what I mean yeah. like and I think that's special because a lot of some people don't want to be around the same person that's doing on the same road as that they're on yeah, or they have the same you know what I mean you want to be able to have that balance and you you know like that's why I could respect the person that that dances hella well and shit because yeah. I'll never be able to do that shit yeah, but I yeah. admire it you know what I right, mean I could right, talk right. about it for days with somebody you know what I mean like yeah. or an artist that could draw hella dope yeah. you know like it's like whoa I could never do that yeah, or, you know that's just you know and that's how people might look at my art you know yeah. what I mean so they'll be like damn bro let's chop it up and I just love to have that conversation yeah you know what I mean and there's always you want to speak on that really like how you and E like do different roles to like reach the same goals with things yeah I think we kind of really because we're different we complement each other yeah you know where you know there's times where you know he needs to check me and there's times where I need to check him yeah you know, and we just like really balance each other out you know because you know there's things that he knows that I don't know and you know and he'll lace me with game and Mm -hmm. you know vice versa you know we shoot ideas back and forth to each other we talk about things and and so so we build you know Mm -hmm. we we build upon ideas you know we 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 refine our ideas you know like if you know I'm thinking about something or he's thinking about something we'll bring it up to each other and we'll talk about it you know we'll look at things from all angles you know give each other a different perspectives on it you know and really try to figure shit out Duh. i mean it's i think we learn like you know friendship but it's it's like like i said camaraderie in different ways of respect yeah you know what i mean like with him and with us we've learned through this journey at least and just through you know learning and reading 
and about other activists and things like mm. it's not wrong for us to disagree upon yeah. things you know yeah, what i mean like it's silly yeah, yeah. to think that we can't build just because we disagree disagree yeah, upon yeah. something and me and millie like you said we you know i agree with sometimes we have different ways to get to the goal that's all you know what i mean like yeah. you know i might have a, a a little you know a, a rebel way or many way to get there you know what yeah, i'm saying yeah, like yeah. i want to get there in a hurry you know what i'm saying yeah. really be like hold on we we gonna get there but let's just think about it this way because you gotta be safe you know what i mean like and i'll be like you're right you're right you know what i'm saying <laughs> but we'll still do it my way but we're gonna take our time like millie you know what i mean like so we have to find ways to just you know and i think that's that's what you know the revolution is you know in our world you know what i mean like that's us finding a way that we can go further and you know like because we always say we can't help a situation if we can't help ourselves Mm -hmm. so we have to learn to have our balance and our way to get along and our respect for each other's decisions Mm -hmm. you know what i mean in order for us to be able to put a real uh make a real impact on these situations or with a coalition or with a collective or anything you know what i mean like we have to have our shit together Mm -hmm. you know so it's always a learning process you know what i mean and guys, you guys have, like been through a lot with each other in general. Like from, from like being teenagers through like through through music and then through activism and just through like the world in general, just being homies. Like that's like, I don't know. Like you guys, that that guy's dope. You know what I mean? And that's like something I kind of think about too. Like everything I, I want to do in my future and stuff too. I'm like, you know, sometimes I'm like, damn, why well, still have like my homies with me? You know what I'm saying? And that's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is like a thing I see with like with people who go through all these different worlds you know what i'm saying like when i look at like on tv and stuff i never see like i don't know like a bunch of rappers like with their old homies from like back in the day you know what i'm saying and that's like uh i think i've always kind of hold held dear to me is like my homies like you know me and sam been homies since like deep high school yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. and it's like uh and it's a trip we always trip about how we even got to this point let alone like yeah couldn't imagine like you know being homies well well into adulthood you know what i'm saying yeah yeah it's, like, uh, it's definitely a blessing you know i mean mm-hmm. w- with all the randomness that there are there is in this world as yeah. different as people are and to have somebody in your life you know that you can truly call a friend yeah and that you trust right and that you get along with yeah you know and know that know that there's stability and consistency yeah you know in in that friendship yeah and you know what else well, the humor oh yeah, humor. yeah. that's all I mean, I'm that's, just gonna tell you but <laughs> I mean you know what I'm saying that's what that's what lasts yeah you know what I'm saying like I mean you, you hear it all the time man you know what I mean like yeah that's that's humor is the best medicine you yeah. know what I mean like but when you have a, you share a certain sense of humor with someone where you don't even have to say something yeah, sometimes yeah. like that's right. me and Millie exactly. you know what I'm yeah, saying yeah. like even Selassie got that with us you know yeah. so like we don't have to say <laughs> something sometimes like, like we'll all see some we'll just, and we'll just look at each other exactly you know we already know we don't even need to say anything so I think I think that's key yeah to, you know what I'm saying having a genuine friendship or just you know understanding and shit like being able to laugh at the shit yeah. you know what I mean like there's gonna be you know it's impossible to have a you know a bump free ride yeah, in this yeah, thing yeah. called life you know Definitely. what I'm saying like if you're not gonna be able to laugh at yourself for falling on your ass I yeah. feel sorry for you no, you know yeah, what I mean like yeah. there's things in life that you're gonna have to that help mold you you know like mm-hmm. like when I see security guards and they get mad at this, this the ID situations yeah. I'm like man if you never got into a club <laughs> with a fake ID I feel sorry for your childhood yeah. you know what I'm saying like dude get you know so it's like come on man those type of things be the same <laughs> a bunch of fake ID kids in here 
right now, man. These guys from Wisconsin and Ohio. <laughs> Watch out for that. He's tired of booking shows. ATs up. I know. God damn it. These guys. I can't book shows with these guys because they're too young. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, man. We chilling. We chilling. Yeah. Have you always like been kicking it with young, like the like the younger generation, like since you were like like y'all were like in the hip hop game in San Francisco? Hmm. Or is this like a newer thing? <laughs> I mean, not really. Yeah, nah. Most of the people that we were surrounded by were either people from our generation or people who were a little older that we looked up to. Yeah. Like, you know, pioneers that came before us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? I mean, it was like, because it was so early. Like, we come from an era when rapping wasn't cool. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it wasn't like, it wasn't bad, but it was like, oh, look at the weirdo rapping. Okay, let's see what he's <laughs> yeah. saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was like that type of thing. You know what I mean? So our younger generation was really, it wasn't like, I'm going to do that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like it is now. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, oh, I could post that on SoundCloud right now and make this happen. <laughs> it, ain't, it wasn't like that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you, in order to rap, it was, you know, because back then, everybody learned from the next person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like you do now. But it was like everybody learned from Run DMC and LL yeah, Cool yeah. J at that era, bro. And it was like the same set Thank of people. You. And exactly. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it was that type of thing right. you know what there I mean? wasn't like so much all over the fucking place yeah like exactly that. so our generation yeah. was like you said when we came up like we heard the kings already we heard the king we were hearing the kings run yeah. dmc dougie fresh and slick rick and we we're like well and then our local kings as cool nut and huey mc those are the ones we heard on kpoo and yeah. they were like well that's local yeah like okay cats in the neighborhood is making music you know what <laughs> i mean like you didn't really know you know like, until later you know what i mean because yeah. kpoo would play that type of shit you know what i mean like you know basically when you know, we got in interested in hip hop. There really was nobody younger than us. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a generation gap was a mainy one. But you know, yeah, exactly. Like we had we had some dope OGs, but they were learning too. What do you think of music that's getting made today now? Uh, I mean, there's all kinds. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it's kind of like, you know. It's, it's 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 a trip because it's like I, like he said it's a blessing to be around and witness a lot of things. Yeah. So I could build with youngsters and understand the perspective where they're coming from and things like that. But mm-hmm. I just think it's too uh, it's too synthetic. Like it's too you know fabricated. It's, yeah. it's There's no a lot of it doesn't have no oomph into it, no bottom in it. You know a yeah. lot of things. See, what I always say is that is the theory of live music and the live sessions. Mm-hmm. Everything is. Most likely is trying to create a feel. Yeah. You envision this person on an instrumental, so you email it to them and let right, them do right. their own version of it, and then they send it back, and you retweak it, and you do. Yeah, you're just, yeah, yeah. It's too much. It ain't genuine. Yeah. Like you know, that's why I love jazz. Yeah. That's why I love that era of just not jazz so fun, but the era of being in the live studio with somebody, and yeah. you're they're smoking a cigarette, and oh, turn it off. Ah, right, let's talk about the girl real quick. Ah, yeah, yeah. remember her? Okay, yeah, Sammy, she was bad. We were drinking, smoking. All right, take it out. That energy matters. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? That, I mean, those who believe in energy and know what's going on, with, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Then you understand yeah. that when Hell you're yeah. a talented and, and, and out there musicians of, of that's been through real shit, their ancestors been through real shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so that energy that they're, they're transferring and transforming into this, 
music mm-hmm. from their ancestors is yeah. the is the most honest thing in the world. Yeah, jazz music is the most honest expression there is. For music, you know what I'm saying? Like, so that's why it's that special when you have that energy in the room. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because that creates the the spontaneousness of the yeah. whole creation. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like where and you let it go and you let it. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you just let it go. You don't hold back. Yeah, you don't contain that. Yeah, there's things that's not supposed to be contained. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like and that's what the today's music is. Mm-hmm. It's catering towards shit. Right. You're right, catering right. towards. It's not be an honest, free expression. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like and that's what's wrong with music. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And and live shows and it all transfers to that. Yeah. You know, you're doing your music for a live show. Yeah. Like I'm making this song because I'm gonna perform it this way. Right, and it's right, cool. Right. Yeah. It's cool because that's we're into capturing the magic. That's yeah. what it's all about. It's all mastering and capturing the magic, making yeah. it seem effortless. But if you don't if you're in there really just letting your spirit free yeah. for your creative this is your creative soul. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like if you ain't letting that happen, you're holding yourself back. Yeah. You're suppressing your soul. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you ain't letting it really be creative and then you just going along with the norm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's what to me is like you know free expression is the most important thing and that's why music today it doesn't really have that honesty because they don't know what they what they're going through right now yeah. to even speak on it right you know what i mean if you don't know the condition that you're going through you only speaking on what you think you're going through you know yeah. what i'm saying like so i mean that's music today is like that to me kind of how do you think that happened though like how do you think like people started like uh like wanting to like fulfill a certain image rather than like expressing what they feel in music you know what i'm saying i think a large part of it has to do with um the emergence of technology you know with like media the the internet where everybody has access to everything like instantly Mm -hmm. where all of a sudden now around the world people have see these see these images and hear these sounds yeah. that that they that they can emulate mm-hmm. you know rather than you know s- starting from you know ha- a clean slate mm-hmm. and not having any type of influence or any kind of premeditation as to what you're doing and why you're doing it like yeah. okay like I'm going to make a trap beat because that's what's hot right now right right right, right right so I want to make money so I'm going to you know do something over a trap beat yeah. or you know the, the, the southern sound is hot right now so mm-hmm. I'm going to make something that sounds like that you yeah, know, yeah that's what people want so rather than you know an honest free expression is expressing yourself and not trying to create something that you think other people want to hear or what you think is popular yeah you know or but creating like what, what you would want to hear or like what you would rather hear exactly on the radio like, instead, like making you know? the music that you want to hear mm-hmm. you know or ex- truly expressing your voice yeah you mm-hmm. know like mm-hmm. you know like Bruce Lee said you know like honestly expressing yourself is a very hard thing to do you know like mm-hmm. without you know <clears throat> any ego without mm-hmm. any vanity without any pride but mm-hmm. fully exposing yourself and making yourself vulnerable and liberating yourself and being free mm-hmm. and expressing yourself and that's why like E said that's why jazz is so pure because mm-hmm. it's a pure expression of yourself without any premeditation yeah without any ulterior motives you're not worried about what other people are gonna like think about what you're making and shit yeah that's what's up that's dope you wanna speak on that loss at all? it's a loss what's up what y'all talking about? <laughs> We're talking about like music today and how like here you go to the mic. I take a break, cue something up. I'll be back. Or, you know, y'all keep yakking. 
All right, all right, all right. Take a break, you something up. Some Selassie, we'll come back and talk. Oh, shit, no. No music, just interviews. I got a quick one before we we head out to break. What is the... What's, what's the mission of uh, Solidarity Records? The mission statement. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I think it changes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, to be honest, it's... I mean, it, it started out as me, Max, and Julian trying to find someone to put out my solo record. Mm. My first solo record. That's how Solidarity started. Mm. And it was going through people, you know what I'm saying, that... That was wiggling. That had, you know, like like every other thing. When someone puts out a, uh, you know, when people that are their hustlers out there, you know what I'm saying? They got money and want to invest in some rap shit. You know what I mean? Like, so Millie would go through his catalog of people he knew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we were trying to find, you know, different investors and whatnot. Yeah. You know, and I think. Yeah, I mean, we we were kind of groundbreaking back then, you know what I mean? For, you know, yeah. some young cats out of Frisco over 20 years ago to want to start their own record label. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and it was just, so that was kind of the mission, and we thought of a name, and we came with solidarity, you know what I mean? Like, um, I think it was because it was a word that I, I grew up with a lot, mm-hmm. and you know what I'm saying? We're seeing that word a lot in my mom's house and things like that. So yeah, I remember we were trying to think of a name And then E said well, what, what about Solidarity And once he said that We were like oh that's it Yeah it was like Solidarity Records Wow rolls off the tongue kind of tweak You yeah. know what I mean Like so we you know And um, and I think this the word itself Just kind of explains And becomes you know our definition Of what Solidarity can be And you know it's like Because I, I always say like It's not like you claim something it's it's always it's like we're striving for something mm-hmm. you know especially something like solidarity is you know it's never it's like a utopia to me mm-hmm. you know solidarity is so it's never gonna be done there's always work to be done you know and so i always looked at it as like kind of um a platform you know for for us and for people and just you know to do whatever mm-hmm. you know like take you know we got we built a, a strong enough fan base where we have this many email. We got this many people in Europe, this many mm-hmm. people in you know South America. We got this many people that want to support our stuff in Japan, and Dumb. you know what I mean. So it's like we built that to a level where yeah, it's like whatever we do and whatever we can help out the next artist with that we feel you know provides whatever not just hip hop, you know, just real raw music yeah. or just a raw feel of raw art, raw art form um, that we can just. You know, whatever we can do to help that person get as just much light as anybody else. Word. I mean, that's what it it is. So it's pretty much a platform. Like mm-hmm. our mission, of course, I think you know, is to be able to be a sustaining label. Yeah. You know what I mean? That that can you know distribute music worldwide. Mm-hmm. And be able to have our you know have all our shit funded. Dope. Yeah. For me, it was always also about self determination. You know, not having to think about getting signed or getting a record deal mm-hmm. or anything like that let's you know let's just stay independent yeah that's what's up and, and that allows us the freedom of expression mm-hmm. you know and it allows us complete freedom and autonomy to, to do whatever we want with our mm-hmm. music you know when where how you know yeah so. yeah it's important right on I'm bringing you 
All right, well, shit, we're going to take a little break. Old Soul Radio, right on for coming out, too, yo, Max E. Thank you for having us. Yeah. That was dope. Hell yeah, right on, right on, man. We'll be right back. Break. Yeah, we'll be right, right back.
Thank <laughs> you. 
Welcome back to Old Soul Radio. If you're just tuning in, I am Dolomite 12. Professor. We are back from a break. <laughs> What's going on out there? I can drop something outside. He always breaks shit. <laughs> Natural. We are here with our guests here tonight. We are here with Clipto and Max Lee Young. And, uh... Today is what? It's the 17th, right? Right, Professor? Yep. Yeah, that means two days ago, it was 415 Day. It was a big celebration that these guys had a lot to do with. It uh, it really gave me hope, me and, me and Professor been talking, actually. It's like that day really gave us hope about old San Francisco. You know what I'm saying? Like the people that uh, that really made the city what it is today. Mm-hmm. You guys talk talk about uh, talk about the event and like why, why it needed to happen. Um, 415 day was significant because of you know it's it's no new news that you know gentrification is you know happening in the city or or that rather San Francisco's been gentrified mm-hmm. already so there aren't many natives or long-term San Franciscans left in the city mm-hmm. and for those who are still here and who hold San Francisco dear to their heart, you know, like myself, um, it was important for one day for all of us to come together in solidarity and celebrate all all together, all the Frisco natives who are still here, all the ones who have moved away who want to come back and see their friends, and also for the long-term residents who who have been here and who have witnessed the changes. I think yeah. I think what's important is uh it was a uh, collaborative effort. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and it took time to happen. Mm-hmm. Four and five days it has been happening. Like as far as like I said before, Barry, um, Barry who owns the SFOG, the real San Francisco OG clothing line. I went to high school with. You know what I mean? OG cat. Um, he used to throw intimate small shows like last year he had when he had like the last five six years or something like that mm-hmm. where he throws a show april 15th at his shop where he throw, finds a small venue and it's like invite only and he's had rbl there he's had mm-hmm. san quinn there he's had you know what i mean like he's had some dope performers there like telly prego was there you know what i mean like you know things like that so he's always thrown a little four and five day and and it's, you know, like you said, it's always been like little significant things. Like I seen on my Facebook posts, you know, how they do the memories. Yeah. And they reboosted, they put it up. And it was like, I put it last year, Frisco Natives, 4 and 5 Day. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. we've always like kind of just shouted it out. Yeah. And I think like us just being, you know, trying to do things and be active and think of certain actions. I mean, you know, there's certain actions we've been thinking about. Like, mm-hmm. we think like me, Selassie, and Millie even, you know, stay up all night. Yeah. Just thinking of little things, you know what I mean? A certain things. Oh, maybe we could go in front of Twitter or, you know what I'm saying? And and I think like, you know, like I said, 415 Day was something that that Juana was talking about and certain other people mm-hmm. and then and Selassie was talking about um taking over Dolores Park you know what I mean like certain things like that so it kind of came together like that in a mm-hmm. sense too like oh maybe we could do that on 415 day mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and then we wanted to collaborate with Barry to do a show and that just got too a little bit you know what I mean too yeah. much yeah so it kind of just made sense like let's just do you know a peaceful action or mm-hmm. something like that like so it wasn't like you know it wasn't all 
a smooth road of doing it because right. a lot of people are, you know, going to have differences. And that's what you learn and you love about this, too, you know, But because yeah. the goal is just to have that four and five day and whole space, like Millie said, you right. know, just significance of it. So, but the collaborative effort of everybody coming together is kind of what I'm proud of. Yeah. And how everybody, and the gradual growth of it, mm-hmm. you know, because it started with a few people talking about it. Then it came more people getting involved. And then, yeah. you know, you realize you're going to need more people that are going to work to have to work for this. Yeah. Whether it be, you know, like you said, security or someone yeah, taking yeah. care of things, yeah. you know, like how we all learn about that. So just being firsthand about that, like, I think it was beautiful because we learned about that. Yeah. And now we hear, like, Oakland's going to do 510 Day. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, and things like that. And they're making it clear that it was inspired by Frisco Day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Pretty That's much. Sure, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it's dope. It's dope. It's definitely, like, dope. But, you know, it's definitely, like, people putting their lives on the line yeah. and their time on the line yeah. to make this happen. So I think, you know, it definitely need, it's not just a... Uh, we always have to look behind the scenes of the people that really make things happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I always got to acknowledge folks that aren't just, you know, Facebook famous and things yeah, like yeah. that. You know, like brothers that's out there that's that's regular people like us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's putting it out there, and that's what's really making these movements happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or the significance of having it at Dolores Park also was mm-hmm. be- because... The, the, that that area, the Mission neighborhood, you know, has been, you know, one of the most gentrified neighborhoods. You know, mm-hmm. it's almost the epitome of gentrification now mm-hmm. the Mission. So for us to hold space and take back Dolores Park for that day, mm-hmm. you know, was was very significant. Yeah. It was such a positive yeah. note too, man. Like that was like, yeah, that was a very like dope thing like come celebrate you know what i'm saying i feel like that's like you know yeah i was gonna sorry go ahead oh yeah i was you know saying like like trying to like invite like homies out to like to a protest you know like and or or to a party you know what i'm saying like the party to celebrate the natives rather than like a protest sometimes it's easier to get get people out for a positive like san francisco native thing man it was Mm -hmm. like and it you know and to to bring out the people that can't be there for the other times you know what i'm saying Mm mm-hmm that, that was just dope. What, what's uh, what's what's going on in the city today that uh, that really like strikes you guys out? Like, yeah. right. well, b- like before I answer that, you know, back to four and five day. Like you said, it was a collaborative effort. So you know, I just want to send a shout out, you know, to different organizations, you know, and people who made it happen. You know, mm-hmm. like the last three percent. Yeah. Um, the Alex Nieto Coalition. Definitely. You know, the Mario Woods Coalition. Right. You know. And all the students, you know, the high school students, the students from San Francisco State, the students mm-hmm. from City College, mm-hmm. you know, it was really, you know, a major collaborative effort, you know, to make it happen and to mobilize that many people. Mm-hmm. So I just want to, you know, give a shout out and give thanks to all, all these different people and organizations and individuals who made it happen. You know, I would name everybody, but the list yeah, is too nah. long, but you know who you are. Hell yeah. yeah. And it was more than 100 people, like, they try to say on yeah. that mania's write-up. Yeah, the news you know tried to downplay and say, you know, there was 100 people. You know, there was a lot more than yeah. that. Was that like, you can see by that simple one one picture, there's over a couple hundred. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, if you count every little head. Because <laughs> I counted every little head. No, <laughs> no that shit was definitely something else. Yeah, yeah bomb sorry, what was the question? Uh, <laughs> um... I say I, I, I dig how it strung out of, for positivity throughout all this all the struggle going on in the city today. You know, I always kind of uh, 
I always trip because, like, you know, I'm not even that. I'm not even that old. I feel like, <laughs> you know, I, I, I feel like when I hear my dad say, "Oh man, back in the day, San Francisco was different." Like the fact that I could say that at 21, I'm like, man, you know what I'm saying? And like, uh, no, nah, it's just dope to see somebody like to see people really just stick up for like that same the OG San Francisco feeling. Like last week, we we're talking to our dads about that feeling about yeah. that open mindedness. You know what I'm saying? And like, yeah. Like what? What are some of like the? Uh, I was saying, what are some of like the issues that kind of like hit you guys, that heart that's going on in the city right now? Um, gentrification, mm. um, po- police. You know, mm. no, no accountability for the police and their actions. Mm-hmm. You know, um, corruption in city hall. Mm-hmm. You know, and basically, you know, San Francisco is. is the sm- one of the smallest geographically one of the smallest major metropolitan cities you know in the nation and with the history that it has and with the area that it's that that it's in i mean it's just ripe with corruption mm-hmm. and for a lot of us you know who haven't been in activism for that long it's kind of like everything's just too apparent now, you know. I mean, for a yeah. while it was kind of easy just to, like, you know, go about your life and, you know, with with blinders on, with eyes closed, and then all of a sudden you open your eyes, and the next thing you know, everything around you has changed, mm. you know. Mm. And so, for the, for those of us left, you know, it's almost out of desperation, mm. you know. Like this is our last stand, mm. you know. Like, <laughs> desperation really. for real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's everything, and it's become everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Kind of like for me, like every issue is is just as important as every issue. Almost. You know what I mean? Like we, my homie on the streets, homeless is you know, and needs help. Mm-hmm. He needs shelter. He needs you know, he needs medical help. The police bothering him. His best homie just got killed mm-hmm. by the police. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. It all trickles down. So as I'm like, you know, just, you know, seeing these things and recognizing that it's hitting closer to home. Mm-hmm. And that's what's that's what I'm trying to get, you know, prepare for myself and right. just my folks and my family and, and, and things like that. Because, you know, we're not stupid. Like they're listening right now. You know what I mean? Like somebody, some weirdo, some, you know, person out there that's informing these people. You know, as little as we might think it is, you know what I'm saying? They know what's going on. So I understand that me taking a stand and all of us taking a stand, we put our people in jeopardy, you know, whether it be our family, our friends, as far as as far as we take this, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's that's part of the the part of the, the risk we take as well. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, to me, it's just like you said, it's in, in desperation almost, you know, to me, it's like. It, it, there's no other there's no other choice you know what I'm saying because I'm not gonna wait for my nephew to get pulled over or, yeah. and get fucked with and not be ready for that you know what I'm saying so whether it be educational informing yourself or just physically or just you know gathering organized wise and reaching out to people that know that 
you know, you build with certain people in certain organizations, and you build love, and you build trust, and you build camaraderie, and solidarity. It's solidarity, yeah, it's and you build that with each other where you can trust a person to be there when you're going through some shit. Because yeah. at the end of the day, we all gonna go through some shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's what. You know, all this is for you know. Right. That's what I'm trying to do because my nieces and nephews. You know, I got six of them. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I'm gonna have. A, I'm gonna be a great uncle. One of them about to have a baby. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's 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 you know it's mandatory for me to be ready for that. Yeah. To understand that all that comes with a price tag. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like whether it be them bothering them because of what we doing out here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But. We just we gotta be ready to fight that because they yeah. gonna come regardless. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They gonna come regardless. So it's about us being prepared for that. Word. And, and right now, San Francisco is a prime example of the result of the racism and prejudice that's in the DNA of this country. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the fact that there's a coalition called the Last Three Percent. Yeah. You know, and who they are is they. They're called the last three percent because there's only three percent black people left in San Francisco now. Yeah. Where at one point, you know, it was like thirty percent. Mm-hmm. You know, now there's less than three percent left mm-hmm. in San Francisco. So that is a glaring statistic, you know, and and it just shouts, you know, racism yeah. and prejudice, and it's it's in our face. Yeah. You know, and that's so. So the approaches that we're taking, you know, to build solidarity, is for people to be able to stay, to be people for people to be able to come back, and also to build solidarity amongst all people. You know that um, recently we had um, a mock marriage, you know, at one of our town hall meetings between the black and brown community mm-hmm. you know and and that that was a very historic moment yeah because you know, once again you know we all realize now that that we're all in this together mm-hmm. you know and we need to fight together mm-hmm. you know we we need some unity because we're all fighting the same fight and that's pretty much like I, I feel like like music and like activism goes hand in hand in that way like to to create like the empathy between between people you know what i'm saying like you when you understand like people's music and you understand what their yeah. struggle is at the same time that's like boom it's just connecting people you, you know what i'm saying definitely yeah art and food <laughs> those are the things that you know brings people together speaking of food <laughs> that's what i was gonna say what's the next move like for you <laughs> basically we're doing a hunger strike speaking of food <laughs> I, all i think man is i'm trying to prepare myself so basically we're doing a hunger strike um thursday and when i say we it's just the community mm-hmm. friends it's not necessarily no you know organization or nothing it's just yeah um my mother myself max edwin lindo a couple other maybe people might join us mm-hmm. we don't know but um definitely gonna have a lot of support yeah. you know a lot of folks are gonna be definitely standing in solidarity with us we hope we assume but basically we're we're doing a hunger strike thursday april 21st uh, we'll have a press conference at 10 talking about it press release probably tuesday mm. and we'll start at noon at 17th in valencia in front of the police station Dope. basically and our demands are for mayor lee to fire chief sir mm-hmm. or step down as mayor 
So those are two of the options, and basically we're just stepping up to the plate just to make an example, make a statement, and see what we got to do, you know, and hopefully Mayor Lee could come out and be accountable and say something. I mean, I heard he's saying he's still working on the investigation, and his answers are tasers. Mm -hmm. That's what that's what someone still. yeah someone got the answer out of him or whatever. That's his answer. Yeah, yeah. But um, you know. We're going to see if he has, you know, people on the doorstep over there, uh, you know, going through some hunger pains and hunger strike and, and you know, putting himself on the line, hopefully showing that we're standing in unity with the Nieto family and, you know, the Woods family mm -hmm. to get justice and get Chief Sir fired because it's been too too long yeah. of him fucking up yeah. and making, you know, he's the highest paid chief. He gets paid more than the vice president. He's a, and you know, he's his uh, track record is dirtier than the hell. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's time that we expose that and everybody knows it. And we just, you know, we got to put ourselves on the line for for it. You know what I mean? Like, who knows how long it's going to last? We're going to keep it real. Yeah. You know, but it's something that we have to condition ourselves and do something, you know, to make them bold, bold moves and bold statements, yeah. I think. That's just my opinion on it. You know? That's what's up. Yeah. I mean, we've basically gotten to a point where. You know, we're, we're in an extreme situation in San Francisco, and there hasn't been any accountability, you know, from the police department or the mayor. Mm -hmm. So it's gotten to the point where just marching, protesting, disrupting, I mean, that's not, you know, we're not making any headway with that. So, you mm -hmm. know, we're, you know, going to do something a little bit more extreme and see if we get results that way. That's what's up, guys. Yeah, man. we commend you for that. Definitely, it's admirable, man. That's like, a, I mean, you guys definitely like push, like you know, like ask to you know be with you guys like on the on those lines. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. like seeing you guys do what you do definitely inspires the community as well. Like that's that's really dope, you know? Because yeah, I'm you know I me, mean, I'm a young black man myself. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, it's a trip. It tripped me out the first time I kept seeing that on the television. Just like it was like shit weekly, monthly. When that's you know since Ferguson to you know Mario Woods, now Jose. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, young black dude feels kind of kind of powerless at that point. You know what I'm saying? Like without like something to run to or to to fight. Like like to find a group that could fight for my life mattering. Like that was one of the dopest things that's ever happened to me like mm -hmm. my my aunt was a black panther and like uh she kind of like since they got like you know this this mantle back in the day she kind of like shied away from talking about it so much so that kind of like took it away from me but once i saw this stuff happen i was like damn like now now i understand why you know what i'm saying i thought it was all gone you know tv made it seem like that shit was all mm -hmm. gone and then shit started hitting the fan man and like yeah i i guess you know i guess this is my way of saying thank you though. like for real for real like for starting that shit up here in the Bay Area. Revolution not gonna be televised, you know. It's, it's rough revolution, bro. Mm -hmm. Revolution is not a game. Uh, I've been on the front lines for over 12 years. And revolution is not where it's something you don't consider backlash. Because revolution, real revolution, you're gonna die. Real revolution. You could, you could go to prison. There's political prisoners. I don't know if you know what political prisoners are, but there's thousands of political prisoners all around the world that have been in prison for, you know, standing up for what they believe. So it's a glamorous side, but when you standing up to police, when you go to jail, when, you, when you're under investigation, when you're being looked at, it's the 
other side of the game. So, you know, always prepare yourself if you really gonna get into something to know what it really is because revolution is not no joke. And going up against this system ain't no joke. And, and um, somebody that has experienced black men, being a black man, die in the streets from police, from drugs, from institutional, you know, uh, traps set up by this government, you see it very clear that it's not a joke and, it, and you'll be killed. So, you know, everybody out there that want to be a revolutionary, revolution is not on social media. Revolution is not, you know, uh, a glamorous thing. It's about actions. Mm -hmm. It's about demonstrations. It's about getting your point across and willing to take the consequences of that. Because you could be set up. You could be, you could be, you know, you know how to pull it. We just seen Mario Woods. We seen Alex Nieto, all these things. You could be set up and you could be clearing and, and, and innocent. But then you get convicted of something that you didn't even do. Mm -hmm. You gotta have love too. That's what revolution is. You know what I'm saying? So it's a, it's, it's it's everything. It's all that. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a combination of all that. You know what I'm saying? But from sacrifice. Sacrifice. You know. So you gotta. You know, that's that serious shit, man. Cause it's like when you're getting in this shit. You gotta, be, you gotta be serious. So everybody out there listening, man, San Francisco is under attack. The whole world's under attack. The next seven months is gonna be, you know, world changing. It's gonna be real monumental to see the next seven months. It's gonna be a new president. It's gonna be a new supervisor. It's gonna be new districts, you know, attorneys. It's gonna be new people getting voted into the system with a new plan. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? People gonna graduate from school. People gonna, you know, go move on with their life. They're gonna get kids, they're gonna get a family, you know what I'm saying? So the revolution is, is not something go to that you... school. <laughs> I might go to school, shit. <laughs> I feel you. It's, it's, it's there's nothing glamorous about it, you know. Like maybe when we watch like movies or documentaries about, you know, the the civil rights movements or the Black Panthers or Malcolm X, you know, you know everything's you know romanticized, mm -hmm. you know. But as far as like the the real work, I mean, there, there's nothing romantic or glamorous about it, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's all about sacrifice. Really, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. no, nobody gets paid for this. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like we're all making sacrifices to do this work. And for me, it's basically really simple, you know. Like, mm -hmm. th there's, there's no glamour, there's no fame, no glory in this. Mm -hmm. um, it's really about just knowing, for me, just knowing the difference between right and wrong. And just and doing something about it. Yeah. it it's that simple. Yeah, it's a lot of people that's involved. That's what it is. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like you see those movies and things like that, but there's the unsung heroes are the ones that made shit happen. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Those are the ones that are walking around with one leg and you got no pension plan and things like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, ain't nobody worried about it. Like, <laughs> but, it, but but we honor them. We, we look at them as legends and things like that. And so, you know what I'm saying? But they go they went through hell you know what i'm saying they went to jail they went to you know what i mean all oh, they got tortured and shit like that like so 
it all comes with a price. Mm-hmm. You know, like we said earlier, it's a price tag with everything, all this shit. You know what I mean? It's just, at the end of the day, what are you going to use your voice for? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, we all have our own ways and our own opinions of how we're going to do things. You know what I'm saying? And what position? Because we all different in different positions in life. Yeah. We all bring something different to the table. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that's what it, you know, it's, it's tough. You know what I mean? But it's important that I think every organization, every movement, everything, it came from, you know, people working together. Mm-hmm. Everything changing came from people working together. Yeah. You know, from being pressure. And yeah, there was radical movements, but there was people behind those radical movements that were understanding every under, uh, uh, legislative statement. You know what I mean? Like, so that's what has to happen. It has to be everybody coming together if we really want change. You know what I mean? Like, like some real type of change. Mm-hmm. Or if we want just our mayor gone or something like yeah. that, you know what I mean? Because there's never going to be no answer. You know, I'm not like... One that's gonna be like Oh we gotta do this And then we're gonna do this And we're gonna do this You know what I mean Like yeah that could happen In due time That would be beautiful But I'm at a point where just things gotta shift mm-hmm. things gonna, During my lifetime I'm gonna have to shift something I'm gonna go for the leg Y'all could go for the head You, you know You could go for the right arm yeah. But I'm gonna go for this You know what I mean Because it all takes teamwork You know what I'm yeah. saying Like I'm gonna I'm a hit singles But someone's gonna have to Hit me home mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying Cause I'm not just gonna Keep hitting singles And get stranded on base yeah. You know what I mean Like I, It's gonna take teamwork Yeah That's the bottom line Of all this shit It all took teamwork You read all the shit That happened All the successful revolutionaries All the unsuccessful Revolutionaries Revolutions that happened it was all trial and error You know what I'm saying Like But it all took strategy And all took courage mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying To do the shit You know what I mean So At the end of the day Yeah exactly Like Salah said It's not a pretty You know what I'm saying Thing mm-hmm. You know what I mean But at the end of the day Like Millie said It's right or wrong mm-hmm. You know what I mean Like What is You know You gotta fight for what's right You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying Like you Gotta fight for what's right Right now Cause right now is It's the time Right now, so just galvanize the youth out there and and just get them ready. Mm-hmm. Just get them ready, but you know, like real re- revolutionary thought. You know, you gotta fight, and you know, just study revolutionary too, because revolution—the word revolution. You know, like you know, black nationalists. Those words can get construed. You know what I mean? It's very important to study the words and to study what these things are. Look at revolutions in Algeria and Angola. Look in Africa. Look, you know, like we were checking out the Ukraine. You know, look, look at America. You know, study it. You know, and 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 study the dynamics of it. Like we were talking about the highs, the lows, the in between. You know what I'm saying? Because. I really can't stress that enough, man. It's really important for everybody out there to understand that this is a rough life. It's, it, my, my pops always told me being a revolutionary is like a lonely life, too. Mm-hmm. Because if you're fortunate enough to meet people that have that like mind, then that's what's up. But it, generally, it's a lonely life because a revolutionary is a lonely individual. Mm. You know, and... and because the whole word revolution, I know what it means to the root. So it'd be good for everybody out there to learn what it means. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then it'd be, then you might want to question if you call yourself a revolutionary or not. You might have a different word, what you want to define it as. But that word is so powerful and it can be so romanticized. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, especially in this day and age, you dig mm-hmm. it? You know, so in San Francisco, it's a lot of hills to climb, a lot of little hurdles. But... 
you know, the people power is what's up because a couple of months ago, San Francisco was a wrap. Yeah. As far as the idea and where like people were at and and then things got sparked a lot of flames, you know, Amy's Amy's run for mayor, you know, Queasy stand against the mayor, you know, yeah. the tragic murder of Mario Woods, you know, the trial of Alex Nieto, yeah. you know, the reawakening of Amalekar Perez Lopez who was mm-hmm. dead in the grave, you know what I mean? Yeah. The interest in these in these scandals with the police department becoming more public with the with the media and, and yeah. public interest so you know all in the span of you know six seven months mm-hmm. so you know it, it definitely move forward in that direction you feel me so right on it's crazy it's crazy y'all and it's dope that y'all the students that y'all go to state and 